This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 330 for the week of Wednesday, the 29th of August, 2018. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Vinyl Idols, Stan Lee, the NECA one-quarter scale Deadpool, and the Mezco 112 Collective Ascending Night Batman action figure. Well, welcome back, valued listener. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Gentlemen, how are we? Are, are we Tired. valued as well? <laughs> um, listeners. Valued listeners and then just gentlemen, no, no, like news right. guys. Yeah. I find that you know, self-esteem just took a bit of a you know, battering, of course, because I discovered I'm not valued. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, didn't you take a run at Prime Minister? I, I, I had my, my turn. I, I did a whole hour before. Uh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, hectic, you know, like you just kind of get the photos done and then suddenly there's another spill and, you know, it's all very time Can, consuming. Who knows? We, who, we, we should probably say for the um, uh, overseas listeners and also just because of time differences when these episodes get released, between you making that joke last week and this episode <laughs> now, we actually do have a different Prime Minister. Like, this is not <laughs> At least one. just At us least being one. like, yeah. oh, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. Yeah. funny thing. Like, it actually did happen. There is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and right, not, not because, you know, not because the country was in peril, not because uh, the deposed Prime Minister was unpopular as far as, you know, um, popularity <laughs> goes just because yeah, people within his own party didn't yes. like him or didn't like life or had vendettas or who knows. Certainly not <laughs> about making the country better for us, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah, I was yeah. highly amused because I'm uh, currently in Sydney for work and there's a, chick- a, like a chicken shop down um, from the hotel that <laughs> had a sign out the front that said, New Prime Minister Special. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally taking uh, an opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, what, a, what about you, Mr. Reddy? What's been happening? I went all over the city today just trying to get into work. So I'm oh. exhausted. I had every single possible train uh, get cancelled on me. Uh-huh. So then I decided I've been sneaky and, you know, I like to think I'm a bit like Batman and or a Boy Scout and prepared for any situation and nothing's going to stump me. So I did my trick of like, well, there's a bus that leaves from my station that goes to another town, but that's on a different line. So then I can just catch a train from there into the city and then I get there and all their trains are out as well. So then I had to catch a tram around, which we, we still luckily have trams. Uh, in the city that I'm in, and it, that was all crowded because all the trains were down. So it took me about three hours to get to work this morning uh, for what's a normally a 40-minute journey. 
and I was not too not too happy about that. I've lost pretty much all my oh, me yeah. time today. Oh, good on you. <laughs> but grand grand scheme of the world, I, I can't complain too much. If that's my biggest issue, mm. then I'm a very yeah. happy man. <laughs> good old public transport. Yeah. yeah. And I should good. say, like, um, it's been unseasonably cold here as well. So it was like minus three degrees this morning, which I my body's not prepared for i I, i'm a (laughs) child of summer um as the game of throne friends would say and yeah i I don't do well in the cold fair enough good on you (laughs) fair enough what about you ben what's been happening in fish knockshot land oh yeah not a great uh bits and pieces for me i guess more more family stuff I, i don't know whether i've ever actually mentioned this on the show but um I have three daughters who are all adopted and uh, don't generally talk about it much because I just, you know, it's something that happened uh, a, a while ago now and I kind of get tired of selling the, uh, telling the same story, you know, and oh. whatnot. But um, uh, all three girls are, are very athletic and uh, in, in sort of rapid succession, um, they've all been sort of picked up for something like one's off to the state athletics carnival tomorrow for running and Another one was selected as the uh, the only child in her gymnastics class to be put into an accelerated development program. So she's gone from you know just a kid who does gymnastics every week to uh, you know this kid has potential as a gymnast. So we're selecting her for a program, and uh, her gymnastics coach is this lovely guy who just tells it like it is. Uh, and I was sitting there uh, as you know one of the parents, and he walked past and he said, "Oh." Wow, you know your daughter. She's just uh, she's just amazing. And you know, no offense to you, Ben, but um, you know, I, I look at you and I look at her, and uh, you know, where, where do they get their athleticism from? I, was like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know must have... <laughs> can, can I can I just say the most amazing thing for me is the ACT has state finals. <laughs> <laughs> we we have plenty of schools. <laughs> So wow. I asked her if she was enthusiastic, and she basically was like, "No, nah, I don't want to be away from my friends." So you know, she's clearly yeah, aiming for the cute. top there. And, it's funny, isn't yeah. it? As an adopted kid, um, you know, you people like uh, you know, my mum passed away last year, and my sister and I both went back, and we are very close, but we are not blood relatives. Yeah, because we're both yeah. adopted, and we um had like these. Memory boards of photos, um, with, like from the different kind of stages of her life. Um, my dad produced this entire box of old mm. childhood and family photos of my <laughs> mum's that we'd never seen. And, oh wow! And picked stuff out of it, including a photograph of a young girl playing the piano who was definitely not our mother. Um, <laughs> but we we could not convince him, so we put it up anyway. And then afterwards, he was like, you know, I don't think that is my book. No, it's not. And, but, um, but, you know, so many people looking at me are like, oh, I can just see how much you know, Lance, you bust on. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I've had similar things where people go, oh. She looks just like you. It's like, really? Yeah, I look, but I can't oh, see it. Oh, yeah. oh, you've got the same nose. Oh, look, I know these things. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You can have your moment. You know, when I mention I have twins, and it's like, oh, 
gosh, you know, uh, how was that on your wife? And say, yeah, she was pretty okay with it, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> Asking Absolute about the birth. Yeah, yeah, the actually. Work, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like any other day, really. Uh, anyway. Well, <laughs> but anyway. It's the um, medical history <laughs> section of, of appointments short. Oh, yes. Like, so let's talk about your medical history. And I'm like, don't know. yeah fair call fair call (laughs) but anyway in the uh scheme of uh toys and such things did we have any purchases this week um mr scotty in anything i i have an acquisition i haven't opened of course oh actually this is funny so i have the um twitter head superpowers harley quinn statue i decided i'm going to collect that line i'm very excited about it maybe not Maybe not all the things, but um, the there's some interesting characters coming up. And Harley Quinn is one of them. But anyway, that's for another review. And I haven't had a chance to open it yet. So hopefully, uh, unlike when I said, oh, I got my Green Lantern bombshell and then discovered that it was broken later, um, this one, mm. um, I did successfully return my uh, broken Green Lantern bombshell. I spent a week trying to get the attention of the uh, company that sent it to me finally had to ring and they were like, Oh, sorry. We're so busy. I'm like, oh, I understand. Mm. Toys are hard. And <laughs> then the person on the phone opened the email that I'd sent with photos uh, on the phone and went, Oh my, well that is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so sent me a, you know, a return thing. And Oh, here's my nice story. Um, I, bought something from Amazon and I realized like, you know, with the change to amazon.com.au and blah, blah, like I, and my postal PO box changed recently, not by my own choice, but by just weird circumstance where they were like, Oh, we're moving everything around. Your post office box number needs to change. I'm like, that's really complicated. Um, Mm. And anyway, and so I created this new address in Amazon sent it, you know, like paid, got the shipping notice and looked at it and realized that the new post office box that I entered is actually a fictitious number and not the number that <laughs> is actually mine. It's a similar combination of the same numbers, but not my new one. And I was like, mm. oh, yeah, so what am I going to do? And so I went and spoke to the people at the post office, which is right across the street from work. It's very handy and mentioned uh, this because I've had stuff come to the old one. And I said, look, I've got a parcel coming. And they went, oh, this box number. I'm like, no, no, not that. Something less logical. Um, this one, which was never mine. Um, but, you know, it's from Amazon. And so she wrote it down and I was like, great. And then I got a phone call yesterday and I'm here in Sydney. And it was a guy, Bruce, from somewhere. And it had arrived at a business. And he, but obviously the label had my phone number on it. And so instead of just kind of going, blah, what's this? And throwing in <laughs> away or something he rang me and said oh i just wanted to check whether this is a mistake or it's yours and i explained and it's like right around the corner from where i work so i was like oh you can come pick it up next week (laughs) nice when people are nice yeah absolutely there should be more nice people yeah as i keep telling my children kindness kindness costs nothing yeah what about you mr eddie any new acquisitions I'm trying to think. I feel like I should say yes, I did, because it's rare that I go a week without <laughs> at least 
picking up something, but I can't. Really, into a program. Really, <laughs> the, the only thing I can think of is literally I came um, from the comic store and this morning I placed some orders. I'm trying to catch up on uh, some of the Marvel Legends waves I've been behind in. And one of the waves that I put an order in for uh, is the new Spider-Man wave. Mm. And then as I got to my comic store that Donnelly doesn't stock uh, Marvel Legends figures, they had that wave there in stock and in hand. Oh, cool. And I'd already placed the order with another place, <laughs> which uh, was a bit like, oh, that's a bit that. But that said, you know, it is comic book store prices compared to whole yeah. wave prices on yeah. line. So probably not <laughs> the biggest uh Biggest loss, but uh, it was a bit like, oh, they're right here. They're right here. Yeah. I, I, I had them in my, I had the money in my hands, <laughs> as the uh, play line goes. Uh, but I did end up uh, breaking again with these DC essentials that I don't know how I feel, but I still keep buying them because <laughs> I found in a discount bin a reverse flash with a uh, broken box. Uh, oh, but I yeah. throw the boxes out anyway, so it's yeah. like, oh, I'll grab him. And I did pick up, I had a DC UC uh, Black Lightning figure that uh, unfortunately uh, had a leg come off, and uh, I tried pulling them apart and resetting, but it's not quite worked. He now sort of comes apart easily, and I found one oh. uh, cheap in a display case, so I've uh, picked up another one. It might have been, but it wasn't. It wasn't your your fault. It was um, <laughs> the, it had he had a like a stuck leg joint, and I kept trying to unloosen it, and it just actually broke off. It was, oh, I, geez, I think, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I might just throw this one in there, and when the articulated icons came out you know several months ago um they had a, a pretty common issue with um the hip joint being stuck and so of course people were trying the freezer trick people were trying the hot water trick and uh you know to varying degrees of success and then somebody said try silicon shock oil and i had no idea what that was so i, I looked it up and in australia it's just called silicon oil and they use it for comes in like a little glass bottle with a, a sort of that narrow you know the the, the sort of pointy applicator uh, and they use it in remote control cars to fill up the shock absorbers and, and things like that and so i picked some up off ebay for about nine dollars and you just put a little dab on the joint and it's like it actually seeps in to um in, into the joint and and sort of creates this lubricating thing that means that the stuck bit you know i don't know whether it forces it apart or, or what it does but uh, it, i've tried it a couple of times and it works quite well so yeah well given the cost of it like it's uh, lots a lot cheaper to buy it and give it a try than not have it and end up breaking figures mm. uh, yeah. what's it called again uh, well Silicon shock oil is what oh, a lot of the uh, American people, but I think the shock is in reference to the okay. fact that they use it um, in the remote control car systems. But I, I just type silicon oil um, and uh, into eBay, and it comes up with the little the little bottles. Um, there you go. Quite handy. Quite handy. Yeah, the Americans would call it silicon shark oil. Sil- silicone. Silicone. Mm. Oh. So. What about you, Ben? Have you have you bought any of the things? I, uh, yes, yes, I, I've actually had a bit of a successful week. 
Um, I finally, after putting it off for what has felt like years, picked up the uh, the Kotobukiya um, Artifacts Rogue statue from a pretty a pretty dodgy seller on Facebook, but um, I'll, I'll wait and see if that. <laughs> If that comes through, it returns up. I've heard he's like really, really slow. Ah, <laughs> oh, do we know him? Yeah. Yeah. I, think I, I know. Him. I think I know who it is. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, he's not generically. Yeah, he's not generically slow to send things. It's more like oh, right, I have to go away. I have all these other things to send from people that require twenty-four hour emotional support until they That's, receive yeah. their. Yeah. Very cheap I item. I haven't received the tracking number yet. And I paid seven minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I, honestly, I you know it, it's so convenient compared. There's elements of it that are so convenient compared to eBay, but then there's people that are um, like I. I don't do local pickup um, mm. because I had a very scary incident um, uh, doing it and felt super unsafe, and then was like, okay, this is done. For like you know a fifteen dollar figure, I'm sorry, I don't do it. And then when you yeah. kind of say so, there's no local pickup, and then you get ten people in the row that are like, particularly on freaking marketplace, and they're like, <laughs> where's pickup? Like as per the listing, no local pickup. Oh, why? As per the listing, no local pickup. Oh, but where can I pick it up? <laughs> anyway, so I, you were in the middle of your acquisitions when I started renting that stupid one, and that could take forever. Um. Uh, f- for a change, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't last picking up a new figure arts Dragon Ball figure, and I got the uh, Master Roshi, so everyone's favorite anime pedophile. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pop him in the stash. <laughs> so no, yeah, we'll, we'll go into yeah detail when it's uh, <laughs> review time. But uh, so I'll stash him aside. But probably um, my biggest success uh, is that I like Mr. Scotty. I tend to have a bit of a clean out every now and then, um, and I made the decision that uh, you can't collect everything, and decided to nice. sacrifice my one six scale figures. Um, particularly the Star Wars stuff, knowing that uh, you know you just there's just too many, um, and of course, God forbid, you know, army building is not a possibility either. So I think probably the only figure I'm going to keep is my uh, my Leon figure. Oh. So. Okay. Which I reviewed way back, probably. In, yeah, oh gosh. I, that was before I was on, but I remember it. Yeah, it's probably only in the first dozen episodes. I think that was. I think yeah, the show was still in black and white then. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I remember I was shopping at High Point Shopping Centre as I was listening. Ah, episode. That's I, I remember. Awesome. Yeah, I I weirdly <laughs> do the I weirdly. like when I think about certain podcast episodes, I can picture where. I was when I was listening to that moment. So, yeah, I remember also the, like when you guys reviewed the Hot Toys Luke Skywalker that was like oh, yes. before um, Hot Toys had the Star Wars license yeah. and they were doing a collaboration yeah. with uh, yeah. that. Yeah. And I was walking between the station and a theater in Essendon that I was doing a show at uh, at the time. Wow. Yeah, that, that was another <laughs> way. I always remember that spot with that with you guys. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, I do like my Leon figure, so he's going to stay. Um, 
but I started moving on, uh, particularly the the Hot Toys, Star Wars, and I took my usual approach, which is to have a look on eBay and see what the lowest uh, legitimate sale price was, and then I list it for five dollars less than that. Um, which, which most of the time, for things like my, um, I obviously sold the Deluxe Luke Skywalker, and I ended up making, I think, about two hundred and fifty dollars over what I paid, so or even more. It, was, um, it goes for a lot of money. But um, yeah, I, I put up a couple of figures, and uh, they sold within about an hour. Uh, as as did my Luke Skywalker, it was quite bizarre. But um, so I just happened to have some PayPal money sitting there uh, as uh, a fellow posted on one of the Australian Facebook um, comic groups that he needed money and was selling off some some key comics. Um, so I decided to pick up a a, a lowish grade Strange Tales 110, which is um, the first appearance of Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I was quite pleased to get that. I, uh, I've i never really sort of focused on the non-core titles. Like, yeah, I, I have handfuls of Tales of Suspense and Tales to Astonish and stuff, but I've never mm. um, ever made that, you know, effort to get them all. Uh, so, therefore, I've kind of never bothered to get the first Hank Pym, first Doctor Strange, etc. So That's a good um, that's a good run, too. The Ditko is actually mm. out of all... Marvel Silver Age. I actually think that Ditko Strange stuff holds up the best on rereading yeah. today. There's just something about that that still really works. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun stuff. So, so that was a nice one, nice pickup. But uh, I'm going to behave myself for a while now, and uh, or then again, I might try and yeah. Still got a few more figures. Still got my Hot Toys Deluxe Boba Fett that um, probably uh, I'll move on as well. Are you reading Ed Piscor's X Men? Grand design? I'm not, and uh, the only reason I'm not because I've seen you rave about it um, on various uh, Facebook locales, yeah. and I I've decided I'll pick it up. But because I'd kind of missed the first couple, um, I thought, oh, it, it does sound like the sort of thing that I'll really enjoy. So I might actually look at picking it up as a, a trade or even a hardcover. I I, I think I'm going to double dip once it's finally. Because there is a hardcover out of the first two issues, right. and there's another two going on at the moment, and then there's a third lot of two coming out probably next year. And so, for those that don't know, uh, Ed Piscor, who is an independent uh, comic talent genius, um, I'm forgetting the name of his uh, main claim to fame book. Uh, but it was like Hip Hop Family Tree. Uh, that looked at uh, sort of the uh, history and life of hip-hop. He's doing sort of a similar thing, but he's retelling the basically the history of the X-Men. So anyone uh, who knows their X-Men comics knows it's kind of insane and there's all this time travel and so many characters are connected and reconnected <laughs> and updated and moved through. And what he's done is he's taken like three years and went off and studied and read everything and he's come back and he's telling the entire X-Men history basically in chronological order in sort of this story format with his independent art style. And it's just one of the most genius comic things that I've ever seen. He's just brilliant about connecting everything. Every panel's got little Easter eggs to other things going on in Marvel and the (laughs) X-Men at the time. So it might not even be that they're 
referencing that a character was part of the Hellfire Club, but that character will be there in the background from a completely other different story and Mm. he has a huge bibliography in the back so if you're ever scrolling through it's like i've never seen this guy before what's he actually (laughs) from and it was like oh in avengers annual backup it was revealed that this character actually was also there on the moon when the shi'ar fight was going on so i threw him in the background here and it's it's just amazing so anyone who's a hardcore x-men fan i definitely recommend picking it up and anyone who's never read an x-men comic in your life this is actually the perfect spot to start because it's going to catch you right up uh to modern day and the art in it is just beautiful and, and the called? papers uh, it's called x-men grand design and it's even the comic is made to look like an old comic so it's that yeah, old yeah. toothy wood chip paper and it's just a really incredible uh work i highly recommend anyone uh track it down you can be the oldest fan or the newest fan but uh it'll work awesome. either way awesome. mm, excellent excellent <gasps> all right well that uh, covers our acquisitions, so perhaps we should get on with talking about stuff we have in hand. We really should. Yay. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favourite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, it's time for our first of our three toys of the week for this episode. And as is the custom, Ben kicks off and always has something <laughs> interesting uh, to share. And this one I'm looking forward to discussing. So over you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I think the reason I end up going first is I just tend to scroll down to the first template and just start filling it in. And That's uh, a tradition now. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, I am going to talk about the Stanley figure from Vinyl Idols, which is uh, produced by a company called Vinyl Sugar. And after a quick debate before we started recording, uh, we all agreed that they are owned by Funko. Now, I am not normally a big fan of stylized figures. Uh, I, I tolerate pops, um, can't stand things like daubs. Uh, and, you know, being that we do a podcast about toys, I should probably be across those kinds of things a little bit better, but I find they all tend to blur together. Um, so, uh, half the time I don't know when something has come out, um, even if it is a character that I'm a fan of, but, uh, um, contrary to popular belief, there are some males who actually enjoy buying their own socks and, uh, therefore when it comes to, you know, gifts for father's day and things like that, I, I tend to, you know, go out and shop for a few things and then give them to my wife and say, you know, 
have wrapped them up and have the kids, you know, give them to me and I'll, uh, I'll pretend to be really surprised and, and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, like you, you get stuff that you like, but it's uh, rarely a surprise. However, uh, for my birthday back in May, I was uh, pleasantly surprised when, thanks to uh, my vigilant wife, uh, one of the kids actually gave me this particular figure. And uh, she took great delight in actually telling me that she was with mummy in uh, a pop culture store and then went, you know, there's Stan Lee, there's Stan Lee. And, uh, you know, my wife thought that was quite sweet. And so uh, they picked it up. Um, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you'll know that I'm a, I'm a Stan Lee fan, um, you know, not just a Johnny come lately. You know, he's been part of my life for well over 30 years uh, now, you know, as I've followed the, the soapbox and, um, I have had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a couple of times, and so I do have a little Stanley collection that's made up of some of the more obscure items. I don't buy everything uh, Stanley. I've got uh, a few quirky things like the aftershave, and uh, I even tracked down one of the seventy Slurpee cups that was in uh, in good condition. So. Um, yeah, so adding a, a new piece is a, a bit of fun. Uh, this actually came out a while ago. This came out in 2016, and I don't think I was even aware that it came out, um, probably because it falls into that stylized uh, category. Uh, but I did get that uh, for May 2018, so it's two years later. Um, he's in my hands. So uh, he is a, a staction, uh, or uh, I guess he's a statue made of plastic, uh, and he's eight inches or 20 centimetres tall. So I don't know, you know, scale-wise how that works out. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not normally a fan of the vinyl idols because they have those weird Marty Feldman eyes that, that look in, you know, two different directions and it seems to be their thing, um, much like, you know, the pops have the, you know, the white dots or the black dots for eyes, uh, and, and so it's not generally something that appeals to me to know you guys own any vital idols no <laughs> I, I, I don't but i would say it's mainly because the the characters that have been done are not stuff that i collect you know yeah. right it, it, in that form it isn't a, yeah. it isn't a, a form factor that super duper appeals i have to say um but there you go yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's true. They they do have some very quirky um, character selections. They've done things like Ghostbusters, and they've done a few uh, DC, but they just really freak the bejesus out of me. Um, they tend to focus on uh, movie properties a lot, like they've done The Big Lebowski and um, Shaun of the Dead and, and things like that. But anyway, uh, moving on, um, I'm going to kick off, as usual, with the power. Oh, by the way, price, US $20. So about the same price as a Marvel Legends. Uh, packaging, well, this is a window box, and I have to say it's kind of pretty unexciting. Um, it's really devoid of, of detail. Uh, it's a, a black window box that uh, you can see into from uh, the sides as well as the front, but also and uh, it's predominantly black with a, a green background and there's this on the side which indicates that Stan is number 37 um, but I don't know whether that's 37 in a particular line uh, the way pops do their thing uh, oh, or no. whether it's just number th yeah whether it's the oh, 37th no. numbers oh no <laughs> I would imagine uh, it's just the 37th yeah because I can't um, I 
can't see them having done, say, 37 Marvel or <laughs> Celebrity Characters Plus or the other ones they've done. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like 37 would be roughly around where they would be just with the line in general. But the box reminds me of like a cologne bottle box. Yeah. It's probably yeah. the closest I could compare. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very basic, very basic. Um, so... Uh, yeah, there's even very little on the back. There's a bit of a blurb about Stan, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, but then there's not even a, a lot of text about uh, the company. Uh, there's a bit on the bottom that talks about, you know, who has the uh, the distribution rights in various countries, but there's certainly nothing in regards to uh, sculptors or, or anything like that. So it says Vinyl Idols on the front, tells you who it is, uh, and <laughs> that's about it. Um one of the quirky things about this figure is Stan is you know, just kind of standing there with one arm by his side, but then the uh, the other arm is in the the oft or you know much overused uh, web shooting uh, pose. So his right arm is sort of out thrust out from his waist in the web shooting position, and um, because they obviously have to fit him in the packaging and accommodate that depth of his arm, he's kind of right up the back. Uh, of the of the box and if you look through say the top of the box you actually can't really see him because he's underneath part of the uh the you know the, the flap on the top sort of thing so um and you're looking through one of those split trays and that kind of that tends to distort a little bit so i think you might even have trouble if you were you know comparing uh figures to try and get one with better paint it's actually kind of hard to see you know through that plastic um so it is collector friendly uh you just pop the trays at the bottom it's one of those uh the split trays that has the little uh i don't know do we need to add something to the lexicon but it has those little kind of press studs in the corners so that the plastic does actually click together so uh what are they called yeah Uh, (laughs) clicky dickies yeah, that sounds Clicky dickies. Amazing. Clicky John, dickies. can you add that to the lexicon, please? Just because I really want you to type clicky dickies. That's <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so anywho, uh, it, it does come apart quite easily and it clicks back together. So he's just sitting nicely in that sort of vacuum-formed tray. There's no twisties or, or anything like that that uh, hold him in there, which is cool. Uh, now, moving on to sculpt and, well, you know, hey, there's not a lot happening here. You know, you've got to sculpt an old man. Uh, and uh, Stan obviously has a few things that make him uh, particularly identifiable. Um, that is, of course, a combination of those glasses, that moustache, and, and that hairline. Um, and what I find amusing is uh, Stan started losing his hair in, in, the, uh, in his 40s, and they often joked about the different um, toupees that he would actually wear to, to try and hide his uh, thinning hairline. And... Uh, for some reason, Stan's hairline is not particularly uh, straight. If you look at photos, you can kind of see it's got this kind of weird mind of its own. Um, and they've actually captured that in the figure. When you actually look at his hairline, you can see that it's not centred, which I think is actually quite funny, but it's also shows some attention to detail, which is fun. Um, I think this particular figure holds up much better than some of the other vinyl idols. Um, I think it's sort of fairly straightforward in what they have to do. Uh, I, I think one of the reasons I don't find this guy anywhere near as offensive is because his glasses cover those wacky eyes. Um, and so unless you've kind of got bright lights, you, you can't really see um, his eyes that well. 
Uh, and those glasses are sort of, um, oh, they've actually been glued in, so you don't have to worry about them falling off. Um, so the rest of it is you know, it's nothing particularly exciting. Stan's always wearing the same slacks and, and windbreaker of you know varying colours, so they've captured that here. There's a, a few little nice things in the way that they've done um, buttons and zips. Uh, but there's actually not a great deal of room for, for detail and being a stylized figure, uh, they're obviously not going to go to too much uh, trouble to go uh, into detail. So uh, I don't have a problem uh, with the sculpt at all. Um, Stan is known for doing the web shooting pose, so I guess, you know, that's one of his things now. Um, Paint-wise, a lot of it's actually cast. Uh, like his legs are actually cast in that tan color um for pants his flesh is actually cast in in that color and then his eyebrows and mustache are painted on um with that sort of dark gray the hairpiece is actually um completely separate and has been glued in and one of the problems is it doesn't actually fill um i guess it, it doesn't sit um smoothly so there's quite a gap here and there where the the hair meets the actual head uh, and it looks quite awkward in a couple of places where it really you know almost like he's got a split in his head which is a bit awkward um so anyway most of that color uh, i think even the hair because it's uh, a separate piece has been cast in that dark gray so really you know the only color that i can the other paint that i can see are just those highlights things like the the gold on his zipper um the brown on his buttons and i think the shirt has actually been um, painted over because the jacket's been cast in black as well the the jacket being cast in black it's one of those kinds of plastics that shows every little kind of abrasion that that you can see you can see where things have actually rubbed up against it and so there's little shiny bits here and little scratches here and there and you know i've tried to sort of you know, give it a good rub with the finger and it obviously marks quite easily so do do be aware and, and careful of that so not much happening in the paint i think the glasses are done quite well um i've got a little bit of the gold paint on the lens of his glasses but it's really not that obvious uh in terms of uh articulation uh not much happening here at all because it is zero and uh, what what you do get uh, i didn't realize at first but there's a rather large circular base uh hidden in the packaging so uh, stan's feet are quite close together and having that sort of stylized big head does make him top heavy but uh, he does actually stand quite well for me on his own but the base has some of the biggest foot pegs off it I've ever seen he's got these giant holes in uh, his feet and boy when you put him on that stand he is not going anywhere uh, he is very very uh yeah uh, very well anchored with that base um it's not very exciting it's just a black disc uh which is nice you know I, i'm not a fan of having say his name written on it because you know i don't need to be constantly reminded as to who it is so that's actually a pretty groovy um, so all up, you know, look, it's it's fun. Um, it's it's a, it's a nifty little item. Uh, I think I'll always remember it as you know, something that my daughter uh, gave to me after she spotted it in a store. So um, yeah, uh, yeah oh gosh, Dolly rating, I don't know, maybe seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have uh, mixed feelings because I. For for what this is, as far as vinyl idols go, I think this is kind of one of the most palatable and better looking 
ones, <laughs> a slight caricature, but it's not like the Walking Dead ones, for example, just looked utterly ridiculous. Just because mm. that's that's not the characters or anything yep. anything like. Without you know creating too much fighting, etc. You know, not a huge Stan fan, um, so <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where yeah. I kind of roll my eyes every time I see him. Sorry. So um, <laughs> I think he has become uh, a bit of a parody of himself now. I think, but you know, if you've been following um, sort of comic book news, um, you know, Stan's had a bit of a rough trot in the last kind of eighteen months with people mm. taking advantage of him. And uh, yes, I do agree that yeah, which you know, is he's gone from being ironic. Um, yeah. Not, yes. Yeah. Well, it was a bit of a. I felt I remember the news came out. I think two weeks ago that you know he was going to be uh, retiring from doing signings and conventions for pretty much good uh, now, at least for the foreseeable future. And there are a whole bunch of people complaining about that. And I was just like, really, if you're a comic fan who's in their thirties, which let's face it, most comic fans are, uh, you know, you've kind of had your chance to see Stan <laughs> at a con. It's not like he was ever, you know, aloof or hidden or a creative hermit. Like even in Australia, he's been out to a couple of conventions. It's not yeah. like the opportunity to um, get an autograph or shake his hand or that hasn't been there. And he's, 95 now. I, I think it's all right to let uh, someone start to rest up a bit at 95. And, you know, no offense, but he's been with the company in one shape or another for 78 years. So, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, I think I don't know that we've actually ever reviewed a vinyl idol before. So I think that's a, you know, a new addition to the. Are, are they still around? Are they still being made? Well, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, no, I did a bit of a Google search, and there's certainly plenty of characters out there. Like, in addition to all the usual stuff like Ghostbusters and Star Wars, um, they've certainly done a lot of sort of individual. Um, they did What's-His-Name from No Country for Old Men, um, uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, among others, and they've done Back to the Future and oh, Dodgeball. There was um, Seinfeld. That, yeah, there was quite a few that actually surprised me. Uh, Clockwork Orange. So they, they pick some wacky properties. Yeah. Uh, but I assume they pick those because nobody else is. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I really love about um, Funko is that they try lots of different things, you know, which is mm, cool. Mm. And I think it must be a fun place to um be able to iterate and come up with an idea and they've got that kind of you know they they know the characters that will sell regardless and then yeah. if they become a thing they become a thing if not they kind of go away you know and so i mean mm. I, I think that's cool and you're going to like some you know better than others i think part of my thing is that that some it's just like i said it's really the character choices that have made it not be something that i've kind of paid a lot of attention to but, you know, yeah yeah Cool. Well, thanks very much for that, Ben. Um, it's always uh, interesting to have a new line on the show. And with that, we will take a short break and come back with our second review. 
If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, now it's time for Mr. Eddie to bring us the second toy review of this episode, and uh, he's going to talk about uh, a character that we don't hear much about. Yeah, no, and uh, (laughs) speaking about not hearing about this character, uh, just when we were off mic, the guys have scared me a little bit into (laughs) uh, potentially thinking that I might have already reviewed uh, this five before, uh, which... Uh, if I have done, and we do turn out later that uh, this is a re-review, then <laughs> it's it, that's what it is. We were just coming back and looking at something uh, that we've reviewed, because at the time it was new, but now this is a bizarre or favorite item from my collection. So it works uh, in different ways. Uh, so for those wondering what I'm talking about, I am talking about Necker's... Uh, go at doing a one-fourth scale comic book uh, Marvel figure. So they have done ones like uh, Captain America, Iron Man uh, from the movies. Uh, But a couple of years ago, they decided to dip their foot into doing uh, the Marvel comic book universe. And what seems to be a trend uh, is when you acquire the Marvel Universe license now, uh, you're generally starting off with Deadpool for some reason. (laughs) Sideshow did it when they did their 1.6. Figma did it. Mafex is doing it. Uh, Revoltech uh, have done it. It's, It's just where you seem to start is Deadpool because there are people like me who are going to buy anything that's Deadpool. So they know (laughs) that they're going to get a a lot of sales on the first one. And there's fun to be had that means photos and then people are talking about your product and it's going to get a bit of attention at time of launch, which can be good for the company. My wallet, not so uh, (laughs) good. Uh, Now, uh, I this guy is going on two years old now, so I've chucked out the box. So I no longer have that anymore. He did come in a box that if you've seen the NECA one-fourth scale uh, figures before, you roughly know what you're getting. Being Deadpool, though, I do remember there were a couple of jokes and things covering the box uh, in general. Yeah, there's always wow. a couple of ones. Generally, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, people, like, like just get – give a little bit of money to the guy at the stand-up club or something to write some of those things because some of the jokes <laughs> that people are putting in their product designs uh, is just – like I, I really got to say having 
a picture of Deadpool saying chimichongas is not a joke. That's not all <laughs> humor breaking. That's the type of thing the character would make fun of, not something you should be uh, putting on your image. That's just a bit of me 101, <laughs> like being uh, quarterback product designing, but uh, stuff like that I actually hate more than winning over a, a Deadpool fan. Uh, so... Uh, I don't have the box really to go into and review. I've still uh, obviously got the figure. And the real standout here being NECA is the sculpt work uh, that they have done. So uh, he's not any specific style from the comic book. They have taken a fair bit of license here. The costume itself is very much the traditional red and black uh, Deadpool outfits. On the red parts, he's got more of a corduroy pattern uh, going on. There's uh, a lot of lineage in there. And then the black has a little bit more shine to it, almost as if it's sort of a leotardy leather sort of piece Mm. coming in there. And then he does have sort of modern tactical armor in terms of shin guards and uh, padding on the shoulders, plates on his gloves. Uh, Being a Rob Liefeld character, they've definitely (laughs) gone above and beyond in terms of adding pouches uh, to him. Uh, So he's got the bandolier strap that sort of runs around the leg and uh, his belt has a ton of different pouches now. Uh, There's actually a lot of different designs to the pouch. You've got some bigger ones that look like they'd be more ammo clips, other ones that look like they would store more pockets, ones that have uh, the grenades for his machine gun sort of tucked in the side. So it is good they have gotten a bit more variety in there. Uh, You also have places for weapons. So you've got uh, his pistol gun holster and his tactical knife uh, that slides into one of his shin guards. He does have uh, the shoulder straps that are removable uh, that you can also attach uh, his swords. Uh, and his sword sheath also has a hole in which you can place this sigh. Uh, that comes with him, which is something that I'm really happy with. That uh, I mean, we'll get to accessories, but uh, people often forget that Deadpool uh, used to use size a lot. So I'm happy they uh, included that and a spot for it uh, to go in. Uh, but what they've really done uh, on this, that's I, I do sort of go back and forth on how I feel. Uh, they have added a lot of... Uh, sort of metal screw studs which is all right on the tactical armor but he's got some pieces on his costume so where he's got uh kind of the bars that come in on his pecs uh there's a couple of bolts in there as well as uh sort of metal uh half circle clips that you would uh connect something to or run a thread through and he's also got the bolts in his head just above the top parts Uh, of his mask that uh, I'm not the biggest fan of. They do sort of catch the eye and look like he's got these two little dots uh, up there. I don't know if they really worked as well uh, for that part of the costume. He's got some other ones on his arms uh, that I don't mind as much because it looks like it's connecting different pieces of the costume together. It's really mainly just the ones on the mask that bother me. Uh, in terms of accessories, he comes with a bunch of different hands. So he's got a left and right trigger finger. He's got a left and right 
uh, hand for uh, holding uh, swords. Uh, he also has a more uh, closed sword hand that's uh, used for more things such as the sai uh, or uh, the um, tactical knife. And he's also got one where he's sort of doing the metal rock horns and he's got a knuckle duster that says D-pull uh, <laughs> listed on it, uh, which in terms of jokes, I also forgot to mention on the sculpt is the bottom of his feet. Uh, he does have some weird symbols. So he's got an exclamation mark and he's also got another printing on his foot that says snap that are in bright yellow, uh, as well as a bloodied tooth that seems to be uh, stuck in the bottom of his shoe uh, there, which is a nice little touch uh, on that side. Uh, he comes with plenty of weapons. So I mentioned he's got his sheaths with his two katana swords in it. Now the katana swords uh, do have a very nice design. Uh, they've got sort of that strapped material on the handles, uh, but the finger guards are the Deadpool face mask symbol. And then going up the blade of the katana, where, say, in Kill Bill, uh, they had the Japanese symbol for the creator uh, of the blade. This just has a bunch of different emoji signs, such as exclamation marks, the dollar sign, uh, ellipses, hashtags, <laughs> all that running up the uh, katana blade uh, i think they're yeah they're the same on both uh swords uh as i mentioned he does have his sai now the bottom end of the sai also has the deadpool uh symbol on it which is nice they haven't just reused the sai uh from Raphael in the ninja turtles he has a very large pistol very reminiscent of the robocop gun he has a a large machine gun. Now I'm terrible with my guns. As do you, uh, do you want me? Do you want me to step in here, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> machine gun, like it's that Vietnam-y kind of air gun. One. Okay. It's it's an assault rifle. Assault it rifle. Is, it is from the Colt M16 family and looks to me like a Colt Commando. But anyway. Now he's done his own little upgrading on this, so it does have the large grenade launcher on the bottom. He's got a laser scope. Uh, strapped to the side he's got a um uh a, an eye scope would you call it what was uh telescopic sight telescopic sight uh on top of it and he's also done the thing where you a less sort of duct tape uh the magazines together so once one side's out you can just flip it around quickly and plug in the other side and he's also got one of those tapes to the butt of the gun there as well uh, my favourite being, now, would it be the submachine gun? The smaller? It is the uh, Heckler & Koch MP5. Yeah, that that was what I was going to say. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you bit, uh, to it. Now, this one has his own stylings on it. Uh, so he's got some writing near the front of the gun that has the old Claymore phrase, uh, this end towards enemy. Uh, <laughs> got a little bit of writing that says Deadpool's gun. He's got his symbol uh, painted over it in a couple of spots. But my favourite thing on this is on the uh, strap piece at the end of the gun. He's got one of those, uh, I don't know if NECA make these anymore, but they were, used to be called NECA scalers. And they were the little like clip-on characters that would run up uh, your ear cords or your curtain cords. He's got There's a tiny little one of that sculpted on the back of his gun. So... <laughs> 
they're kind of referencing their own product here, which, like, this is the type of little Deadpool in-joke that I like, is there's kind of a fourth wall break in them Mm. referencing uh, their own product. Now, he does come with a tactical knife. Now, I do remember seeing some reviews where they weren't too happy that he sort of didn't hold this tactical knife too well. And uh, referring back to the start of this review where I can't remember if I reviewed this or not, (laughs) that might have actually been me that I'm thinking of. I don't know. I am tired. (laughs) It's been a long day, so leave me alone. Uh, any complaints sent to Plan Banter uh, email reference <laughs> last week. But if it was me, since then I have realised that uh, if he tries to hold the knife upwards, it's not going to hold too well. But really, a tactical knife uh, you're going to hold with the blade facing down, and when you insert insert it so the blade is downwards and he's holding the handle above it actually fits in uh very snugly and works Mm. perfectly uh there so that is the best display option uh that side paint wise it's necker paint it is uh pretty much fantastic over there's slight little points uh that there is uh some bleeding like he's got uh, some deadpool symbols on his glove that don't a hundred percent matchup on uh, one of the hands, uh, and there's a couple of little dark markings or that that have slipped over in the washes. But for the most part, uh, it it is some really incredible paint. There's lots of different colours, lots of shades of reds. Definitely a lot of different gun metals going on uh, on the weapons themselves, as well as the sheaths and the holsters the different grenades and uh, the screws and attachments uh, onto his body. Uh, So you really can't fault the paint at all, right down to the very crisp white of his eyes, which I always love because it brings out expressions. Now, one thing that is a bit of a disappointment with this figure compared to a lot of other Deadpool figures is he doesn't have a swappable head. So you are stuck uh, with the very popular Deadpool expression of one eye really opened and one eye sort of closed angrily. Uh, it's a good expression to go with, but uh, I, I am a bit sad that we don't get more options here, even swappable pieces of, uh, say, the eye pieces just to change the expressions around mm. a little bit. Now, since this guy coming out, NECA decided to do something that I'm not a big fan of which is release an ultimate version of this figure uh, that does come with an alternate head but weirdly it's just him with his head that's been scalped so you can see the brain and you could also put a hat uh, on him as well as a few other pieces uh, such as a gold chain and a couple of different hands and whatnot and as someone who spent $200 on this figure I'm kind of not Uh, that big of a Deadpool fan that I'm going to spend uh, more than $200 because it's a a larger piece uh, to get those little bit of uh, extra pieces of plastic. Now, if they had both come out at the same time, I probably would have picked up the Ultimate for that extra few bucks, but needing to buy a whole new figure again, it's just not for me. Same with there is a grey release X-Force version uh, of Uh, this figure. Uh, which I think might have to go down. I was trying to contemplate another, how to phrase this, uh, repaint option that's been 
as used as much as the X-Force Deadpool. It feels like whenever you release a regular <laughs> Deadpool figure, you by law have to release the grey X-Force uh, <laughs> of him for <laughs> some reason, which is weird because there's other characters like Wolverine uh, that has that grey X-Force version that doesn't get anywhere near the same amount of repaints yeah. as Deadpool uh, gets, but um, even that, I would be more tempted to pick that version up. But even that is a very big sell to be putting down two hundred dollars just for a uh, paint different uh, variant. But uh, if I did have to pick uh, one of the two, I am happy to get him in uh, the red and black, which is uh, my favourite version of the guys. So, uh, when it comes to Dolly ratings, you might be surprised, you might not be surprised if I have reviewed this before and giving him a Dolly rating, uh, but I'm going to have to give him uh, 9 out of 10. So, there's a couple of little things like not having the extra head, uh, some minor paint defects, and I, to be honest, I didn't really go into it uh, because it doesn't really matter too much but it is a bit of a flaw is articulation he does have a lot of articulation uh he's got you know swivels in the ankles he's got toe joints he's got double jointed knees double jointed elbows uh swivels and ball joints in the wrist in the shoulders uh, he's got an ab crunch but really the size and weight of this guy you pretty much going to have him standing straight otherwise he's not going to stand on your shelf uh at all He's going to come uh, toppling over uh, with a, a fair bit of ease uh, the moment <laughs> you start moving him around. So really, you, you kind of are limited in the way you're going to display him. You're going to have him pretty much upright, maybe the hands in a few different positions. So while it is great that he has the articulation, it's not really served in terms of balance. So they're, they're nitpicks but because uh, I probably would have just displayed him straight up anyway. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to... I uh, give him nine out of ten, but towards the lower end of that nine. Hmm. I actually think these are a great value when you consider that you know they're the same scale as a sideshow premium format statue, uh, and you get this you know, great sculpt, great paint, lots of accessories, but a fraction of the price. It's uh, you know it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. In in terms of for that. Uh, the one figure i am happy with it now unfortunately they haven't really kept it going too much so there have been two more uh releases of deadpool as i mentioned but then aside from that the only other character we've got is another character that i love and could possibly be my character focus if it wasn't for deadpool which is uh daredevil uh, mm. but uh apart from that we haven't gotten really any signs of even anything else upcoming moving through now that's there is things like infinity war that i assume they can only make so many of these marvel figures a year and if it's going to be a movie year you might focus uh towards that stuff if that's really uh what's selling but i i would really like to see what they could do with some other pieces and it gets broached and i don't know where the legality of this would fall whether they'd be able to make this in the one-fourth scale but for me i always thought with things like this this would be a great opportunity to do things like the sentinel or a galactus mm. something in a larger scale that then you could put with uh, other toy lines like i remember when metsco were doing the hellboy uh figures and they had this uh, big 18 inch hellboy uh characters coming out and i was like oh that would be 
really great to get one of the big monsters that he fights, like the Anubis <laughs> or the Conqueror Worm or something yeah. like that in that box that you could then put with the six-inch figures and really get that scale going uh, on your shelf. But uh, it doesn't really happen, so I don't know if there's scale license stuff with that type of thing that causes an issue, but that's if they were going to continue it, I, I would really love to see them uh, go down that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've certainly considered a couple of these. The uh, Dutch from Predator was one that's taken my eye uh, quite a few times. Uh, yeah. I think you also touched on a topic there, Eddie, about the, the re-release, and I think that could be a future discussion topic because it seems to happen in uh, many different lines. Yeah, I was trying to think. I, I was just sometimes I get bored and it's like, who's worse, X-Force Deadpool or Ultra Magnus being repainted from Ultra Magnus? Uh, optimus prime uh or you know just trying to think mm. of who who's the the one that always once you get one you're like well okay that clearly means that this figure is now coming uh down the line in two seconds yeah i mean look i think there's a couple of uh, things going on here you know, obviously your variant is uh, is pretty easy to pass up if you're not interested in the x-force uh deadpool but now you know companies like necker in particular are uh, you know re-releasing quite a few of their seven-inch scale figures as those deluxe ones with kind of new sort of paint apps and a whole bunch of accessories, uh, you know, which is actually you know, kind of frustrating if you've actually been um, uh, a pretty you know devoted collector and you have many of those figures already, and then they start bringing out these deluxe versions. And Really, you know, it's like, but, you know, I've done the right thing. I've followed yeah. it. It's, it's like when um, music companies, they release uh, an album from, uh, you know, a band and so you do the right thing and you go and buy the album and, hey, look, I'm supporting the artist. And then three months later, they're touring the country and they bring out a, you know, a tour edition with an extra disc. And it's like, really? Like, you know, I did the right thing. And yeah. mm. anyway. Yeah, there's, there's ones that I can, it's like, the Terminator ones I can understand because the Terminator figures came out in a time where they didn't have articulation and yeah. pieces like that. I, I can see them being an ultimate upgrade figure because really did need the upgrades in some ways to uh, make them better figures and it was a way of getting them out there again where they hadn't been for a few years. But then they did, did do ones like the Ash from Ash and the... Uh, Evil Dead TV series where they basically took the regular release Ash but included the heads that also came with the S-Mart uh, Ash and then just put them in a box and yes. sold that as an <laughs> ultimate figure. And as someone who's collected that line, I was like, well, I have everything that comes in this set anyway just by buying the other yeah. two figures. So <laughs> Plus yeah. I've got a different body on which to display uh, some of them on, so I, I I I don't know, and that figure's still readily available everywhere. I, I don't know uh, who hmm. this ultimate figure's really for. Hmm. All right, well, perhaps we shall uh, revisit this topic in the, the near future. But uh, in the meantime, we are going to move on, and after this short break, uh, Mr. Scotty is going to anchor the show with his toy of the week.
Well, it's that part of the episode where Mr. Scotty is up the rear with the final toy of the week, and uh, he is keeping the non-Hasbro 112 scale action figure reviews alive. Mr. Scotty, take it away. Thanking you. I. It's interesting that we were just talking about figures of particular characters that get lots of different versions, uh, because in the Mensco 112 scale universe, uh, Batman um, is uh, has many different <laughs> versions. They've done quite a few different uh, Batman figures, and then of each of those, uh, the obligatory different color scheme versions, and mm. then some. Um, it, you know, it's one of the things I think ways that some of the companies have been able to leverage this cleverly, which Mezco has done, is to. Uh, use that as con exclusives. You know, I, you know, they they probably don't have the you know budget, time, etc., to do lots of kind of unique sculpting for cons. But you know, a color scheme, slightly different um, costume, etc., you know, is something that it's still an exclusive, but it's you know a pretty cost effective way of doing that. Yeah. And and if you look at the um, the Batman history in this line, um, the uh, Dark Knight, the, you know, the Frank Miller version was one of, if not the first figure um, in this line. And we've had the kind of black, black and gray, blue and gray, black and blue and purple, <laughs> you know, versions of that. And now we're starting on the uh, the Ascending Knight um, version. That there's another, there's an Eternal Knight version. There is a tactical suit version coming and for each of those the different color variants as well um so yeah, tonight yeah, i know so tonight i am reviewing the batman ascending knight this is the regular version and this would be uh you would call it the black and gray version but i'll get to that a little bit more in a moment um the, the different color stuff etc um so the 112 collective line what scale is it you might ask it's the twelfth you know, <laughs> or you know scale. Uh, this is uh, think of it like Marvel Legends with uh, scale with hot toys, um, uh, you know, costuming um, and really good articulation, um, and then mm-hmm. lots of accessories to boot, and you'll be nearly there. And I have found this. Uh, to be in in terms of clothed, they're all clothed, but you know what I mean, like um, <laughs> like cloth costume articulated figures. This scale actually sits a lot better for me than the one six scale. Um, mm. with with one six scale, and you know, and I've had a few goes at collecting different lines of that. Um, I, I do, you know, the Star Wars line for me was the most. Uh, you know, because they're, they're movie characters, and you, you've got a kind of real life thing to um, compare it to. I think that the movie figures work really well in that, but the superhero figures, I, I feel at that scale with the kind of costumes, it, it really starts to feel like dollies, and yeah. it, it's hard to, you know, I um, sideshow both Marvel and DC comic. One six scale figures for me. I haven't seen a, one of them that didn't really kind of look like somebody in superhero jammy. Um, <laughs> whereas you know, at this scale, it it still f- feels 
like an action figure, but just with a lot more detail. And some of that is the scale. Some of that is the the bucks, and obviously the way that they construct the um, the the costume. But I just find that this works for me. So these tend to come in various types of uh, boxes with window boxes and outer coverings. The preview exclusive figures for whatever reason, come in tins, which is like awesome, but then from a, you know, kind of having them all together perspective, kind of annoying. Um, mm-hmm. and then from a shipping, if you decide to sell one perspective, super heavy. Um, yeah. The, the, so Red Arrow, um, Black Adam, I don't think I've reviewed either of those, but those are both in, in tin. The, but this is the, I guess what is now the standard is, which is an outer uh, cardboard sleeve over a uh, window box and then with trays underneath. And this is the mini trays, um, you know, save our plastic planet um, thing where, I don't know, it feels like, I, I suppose that there's an element of the, the way that these tray, what I just opened something else recently that had a tray thing and it really felt like breaking into for it was, <laughs> um, but you know, part of that, I think is about securing all this stuff for shipping. And when you have these tiny, you know, yeah, accessories, yeah. Um, I get that. But the, 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 the piece about the Mezco uh, packaging that cracks me up is that there is a, a tray at the bottom, which generally just has the, the flight stand part of the stand and then a plastic, a Ziploc plastic bag. That I guess would be, you know, with 112 branding on it, that I guess would be the, you know, if you were not going to keep the packaging, this is where you'd keep all the little accessories, which is incredibly practical, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. but, but why would you throw the packaging away? And why does this need a whole tray on its own? I don't understand. <laughs> um, so there's a, a plastic shortage somewhere in the world. That's why mm. I, I feel. <laughs> so the, the Toy Fair exclusive As- Ascending Knight was an all-black version. This is the kind of gray and black version, and I'll, I'll talk about the costume in detail. There's a blue one coming. Um, the the black version for me, uh, what is it's very glossy. It's kind of got a Keaton Batman movie feel to it, but it didn't really ring my bells. The this this version it. Um, I really quite like the. I think the bodysuit here. You're either going to love or hate, um, but I will talk about some other things first, and then talk about that in detail. This is a, a the head sculpt. Um, there are two heads. There's a unmasked Bruce Wayne head, but then a Batman cowl head, and it's quite an interesting mash of Batman styles because the. The costume is modern, very. The the Batman head sculpt almost has this kind of sprangish um, quality to it in terms of just the size of the ears, the the bat prongs or whatever you know there. Um, the <laughs> it where it, it it's really very visually effective. Um, but it is a, it's a bigger kind of cowl, um, than what you would see now. The neck is a bit thicker. The neck kind of has that movie sort of, you know, feel to it. Um, which, you know, is a bit more the kind of appearance of a guy in a suit rather than, 
you know, someone with painted skin and um, the, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's kind of, I'm not sure whether this is, you know, Eddie's going to go, actually, this is Batman from Detective Comics 549. <laughs> is that true or no? No, this is their no. own, their yeah. own sort of. Yeah, okay. Actually, there is a, that there is a suit at the moment that he just got in the last issue of Batman that is more reminiscent of this. So, if anything, the comic's copying the figure now. Oh, mm. When that happens, um, but yeah, I find the head's got really, really fascinating because the ears have this really kind of you know classic detective-y sort of feel to them just because of the height of them. Like they're quite um, long, and it's almost like a you know either intentional or unintentional Dick Spring kind of nod, um, but then on this really modern you know, outfit. Um, the, the outfit, I think, is really interesting because, you you know, you, if you, when we look at Batman in 3D, you kind of get two versions of the outfit. You get it's all armor, um, which is, you know, what the we tend to kind of see in, in, in the movies. Um but this is more of kind of like a techno bodysuit. Um, in terms of construction, it's got some uh, vinyl pieces around a fabric bodysuit. Um, visually, when you look at it up close, there is a lot happening, um, and you're either going to like that or not like that. Um, the the photos tend to not draw as much attention to it as you know when you see it kind of in the light of day um you know but it, it blends in i definitely don't mind it I, I feel like there is uh there's some thought behind the structure of it it's not just visual it's trying to kind of show the the protection and supports that would be um in the outfit um and i'm i'm so keen to try and get someone on the show that does fabric costumes i've actually reached out to a couple of um people but they're obviously very publicity shy. <laughs> I don't like that. No, it's totally possible. Um, but if you're listening and you do this for a living, or even like, you know, part-time a hobby, uh, I just love to understand the process that goes into it, you know? I could, yeah. and, also, and also, what is it a full-time job? Or are they people that come from other industries? Like, you know, how a lot of our digital, digital sculptors do other stuff, video games yeah. or, you know, coins or whatever. It's just, it's, it's such a fascinating, mm. the, mm. the thing I think that really makes this figure is the cape. The Batman cape, you know, is artistically such an iconic piece and it can be used so effectively. It's one of the things I love about the DC collectibles, Batman black and white statues is how effectively they take some of the artistic uh, renditions of the cape and turn them into statues. And, you know, I mean, some of those are obviously like uh, physically impossible. Um, you know, like, but still look amazing. Um, but the the cape here is it's very big. Um, it has a faux leather uh, outer um, appearance, but then inside it is softer and it is you know what you would call posable. Um, the figure does come with a number of different pieces that you can use to give body to the cape if you you want to do some groovy poses um you know i i, I don't 
I've never been able to achieve what they can achieve in in photo. Um, but I can see that you could do some great things with this um, with your flight stand as well in terms of posing. And, and that to me is just what makes this line is that the the posability of these figures is amazing. The the cloth does not really restrict movement. Um, the articulation of the it, the the way that the buck works is is gives a lot of flexibility. It's really just so nicely done. Um, you you do see, and I've talked about this with these figures before, that there are on the buck some really pronounced lines, like the thigh muscles, as an example, have some really kind of hard lines on them that don't kind of feel very natural. Um, but they, the way that the outfit is sculpted actually covers that up a little bit as opposed to some of the others. The same is true with the chest articulation as well. Like you, you can, if you, um, feel, you, you can really feel it underneath, but it's not quite so visible on this because of those vinyl pieces. So I was the, in terms of what the figure comes packaged with as it's wearing the, Batman cowl head, the Bruce Wayne head, um, the head swap quite easily. The Bruce Wayne portrait is super neutral, um, nothing to write home about, but they want it, and the, the swap out heads are kind of an obligatory piece for, there you go. The, the inclusions in this line are amazing, and this is no different. It's interesting because I was looking to try and help you know, kind of read through the inclusions i'm looking at the mezco website the first thing it says is but actually in the box there are 10 mm. and yeah i mean mm. now look maths has never been my strong point <laughs> but i can vouch very clearly they are 10 i have wow. not removed them because these are as you know what i call pre-lost <laughs> they are so tiny that it is quite possible that if I was trying to use them while I was reviewing, I could inhale them um, or <laughs> choke to death on them accidentally. So they are going to stay right there. The hands are accurately qu quoted on the Mezco as seven in total. And we have fists. We have different versions of holding things, hands, for our different accessories and mm. not really like oh the, i guess there's one set of hands but i don't think i don't think batman really does relax hands on <laughs> I don't, I don't it's think, not his thing no i don't think batman is a relaxed hands kind of <laughs> you know? so in terms of the other accessories he comes with a he's got a, a wrist crossbow and some trank darts he's got a grappling gun with hooks and an alternate head and then something called a bat oh now, the bat break Yes. So explain the bat brick to me. Go, Eddie. Uh, I just know it as like it's like a heavy duty version of the battering, basically. Yeah. It's not, I, I it, it don't really know what it's like being. A hinged, it's like a hinged um, thing that he can hold. and. Yeah, it, it can sort of fold up to fit on the back of his utility belt. Was sort of like he would unfold it and then it would be a big. Uh, got it. Uh, yes. And there is actually a hook on the back of his. Utility belt, which maybe is for that. Um, so it looks like so it's a, a heavy duty batarang that could kill people. <laughs> you know, it's Got nice to kind of get by the brick. <laughs> it's nice to get accessories of you know things and yeah. stuff. You know, again, a lot of this is not going to leave the tray for me because that's very cool. And then display base, and which is a clear disc with a 
bat logo on it, uh, inoffensive, the adjustable posing post, and then cape posing as well, which look profoundly complicated, but if you were super keen, then they would assist you in the cape. Amazing. Mm. So I, I think you're, as far as the Batman in these this line goes so far, you know, this to me, I feel is one that I could go, okay, cool, I've got my Mezco Batman. Um, you know, he... But I'm sure that won't stop them from, making, <laughs> yeah. you know, no. making more. You know, he's a highly popular character. Um, the oh, I mentioned, I didn't mention as well that the bat symbol on his chest is a um, sculpted or pressed on raised piece um, that actually seems like it's helping keep the fabric in place. So, so, so cleverly. Um, the the cape is not removable. The cape is. Uh, when you swap out the heads uh, into a neck piece that includes kind of shoulder pads that kind of keep the cape on the figure, so that must be how it's put together in that sense. But this is cleverly done, and you know, I know it's lame to just fault it, but I can't fault it, so I have to pretend. What else to do? Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that we we shan't judge you. I think that's a that's a fair call. It's it's fun. I think it's nice to see these sorts of things where. Uh, you know, they aren't directly referencing what's happening in the comics now. It's, uh, and I guess, you know, Batman's always going to be one of those characters where they can draw from, from many periods and people just keep buying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, they've done a great job with the characters where you're unlikely to get another version of Black Adam, mm. you know, Shazam, the, of, they are really quite comic accurate. Like, but Batman is something that these days is a lot of license. But I don't feel like this is completely off the wall either in terms of how some artists you know, represent him. The, the reality is if a guy was going to do this and had lots of money um, to have his gear made, then it, it would be pretty well designed mm. and high tech. And I, I feel like this isn't just a oh let's kind of put funky patterns on it but that there's actually been thought put into that like there are knee pads built into the the piece there are there's a chest protector built in that there's been some thought there so well done mezco hmm. great job um where's aquaman <laughs> yes yeah well hopefully uh you'll start to see a, a flood of things uh soonish including uh, uh classic uh, uh, takes you did there as, a flood <laughs> I didn't even realize I was funny and didn't not. <laughs> well, I think there is a movie version uh, that is coming, mm. but that's yeah. You know, and I, I have no objections to the movie version, but as far as toys go, yeah, yeah, fair call. Very good. All right, always entertaining, Mr. Scotty. Thank you for Thank you. that. We are going to take another break, and then we shall come back and wrap things up. Duke in trouble. Scramble the storm eagle. G.I. Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet. But the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone! So glad you could join us! <laughs> Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, Mr. Scotty, you have feedback. Well, I do. And this feedback is from someone called Ben. 
What? Yes. Sounds so, like a great person. Mm, yeah, I, I'll i be interested to know what you think afterwards. Uh, the, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it <laughs> says, hi, guys. I only recently discovered your show, and I'm really enjoying listening and catching up. Oh, there's like 300 of these, Ben. Yeah. yeah, that's like, my goodness. Anyway, uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I was wondering whether or not any of you collect Star Wars toys, or if you've ever reviewed them on the show. Thanks, Ben. So, oh, not Star Wars, Star Trek. Hello. Can't read. Did I say that right? Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Ben. Other Ben, not this Ben. Letter Ben. Oh, I'm so I'm so confused right now. I have no idea what's going on. Well, the short um, answer is yes. So, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Scotty, you are our uh, resident trekker. I am. Um, and speaking of Star Trek and Mezco, I have reviewed at least the Spock, if not a couple of the uh, incomplete line of Star Trek characters that Mezco has released. Um, I do m- most of my star trek collection predates the show partly because Mm. the last really great star trek line which was the art asylum and then diamond select line predates the show but i was a huge fan of that line and all the iterations except for i don't think i ever picked up the enterprise figures because um the the the, uh the the yeah, I've still got all those. You know, they are in storage, and some of them have not seen the latter day for quite some time. Um, but that, yeah, the the diamond Star Trek. I don't know. Is it called Star Trek Select? That those? No, are uh, yeah, the there, new ones? there was the diamond. Yeah, I, I don't think they. I think they're just diamond select Star Trek figures. Okay. Yeah, Th- those unfortunately, like I have not been able to buy into because they're really highly posed pieces. The um, you know, I think they've done a Spock, a Kirk, a ugly Picard, like <laughs> with a giant schnoz, and maybe something else. But they're they're not like fully articulated figures. They're kind of posed in diorama poses or with weird parts, and so they're kind of a pass for me um the uh, I, I was with the diamond select you know stuff right up into the end you know there was a cancelled wave of borg stuff in seven of nine and stuff that was solicited and then never came out which i'm still sad about so never say never never say never but hmm. I there I- is i i am interested to see in that more select style they are doing the new movie, the Calvinverse ones that do seem to be more on the articulated side than the pre-posed ones that just got solicited two or so months back. So I, I am interested to see what they do with those. But I, I'm like you, I was a big fan of what Diamond Select were doing back in the day when they were really going um, full hog with a Star Trek uh, line in that. They were doing that thing, you'd get like two characters at a time, but all their variants would sort of hit at the same mm-hmm. time. And I, I, I kind of like the way that they were releasing those as a casual line. I would pick up, it did sort of make it easy where I would just grab, you know, the two at the time, or if there are any variants that I wanted, I could grab those. And then it would be six months or so before the next two would come out. And that sort of, it, it was a good way to collect them all. Um, you know, a special line like that, mm, and it meant mm. that they weren't just like, okay, here's a line of six figures, and then here's the other six, and then we don't know what we're doing. 
after yeah. this because that's all the characters kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and we just have not had uh, a decent line. Now, I do think uh, that McFarlane, I feel, is doing some Star Trek mm-hmm. stuff, and also the new Mego that's like you know the actual returned Mego, not Mego stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely has some Star Trek stuff as well. That, but in terms of a fully fledged Star Trek line, that's any good. We haven't had one for a while. The um. You know, the J.J. Abrams version movie figures have just been horrible. Um, you know, not, but you know, Ben, the, the writing in Ben, if you have favorite Star Trek stuff or interested in, uh, then let us know. Or you could always send us a guest review as well because we like those. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we save them up for any days and then play them when we need them. Indeed. Please do. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Huzzah. Yay. So we'll, uh, man. Yeah, mm. we'll um, we'll wait for everybody to write in to say thanks for reviewing Deadpool again. Yeah, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ninety nine point nine nine nine. That we probably haven't maybe like certainly maybe. <laughs> We've reviewed a Deadpool. I think we've reviewed a few Deadpools, Eddie, because someone slightly oops. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, like we haven't done an Aquaman or two. And <laughs> I think I did the I did Deadpool premium format. I think that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> no, you did the Revoltech one with me. And I hated it. Yeah, it was great figure. It was a lot weird. If you like well, I'm still going fi- strong. Figures with like, giant holes in their armpits, just like a human being. All right. On that note, thank you for listening, and oh, we will catch you sour at the end. Why don't we get next sour time? <laughs> Good journey. Good night, nurse. I hate you all. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Uh, it always goes sour at the end. What are you talking about? We always end up in like a little like. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> 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 I can't help it that you're irritating. What is <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go before the uh, profanities begin. No, I love you all. Have a good night. Bye, all right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.